Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're just going over and discussing all of those reality shows that only had one season. Today, join us as we delve into the finale of Filthy Rich Cattle Drive. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. So I don't have any house cleaning from Twitter. Do you have anything exciting for us today? Not in terms of house cleaning, but I do have our last hoedown, lowdown. Amazing. Um, and I was about to say, but you know, kudos to editors and producers that the way that they introduce the cast in that very first episode really tracks with like who we see in the episodes more, which duh. <laughs> it was it was surprising as I did all of these, like how well they matched up to the episodes. I'm sure that's not a coincidence. Um, and everybody, please excuse my dog. She has a toy right now, and it's this is it. This is the sound. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> Better than barking. Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our last hoedown lowdown is the famous and royal Alexander Clifford. So Alex was born in 1985. As we know, he is the son of Thomas Hugh Clifford, who is the 14th Baron Clifford of Chudley. Not oh, right? okay. Yep. Um, and Alex is the heir apparent to be the Baron Clifford of Chudley, obviously. So he grew up in Devon, which is Southwest England. So like kind of dangling out there on the Southwestern edge. Um, so about three hours from London. I was just curious how far it was. Which explains why he doesn't know anybody in London who's anybody. Right. Um, so most interesting about Alex and his family. I couldn't find out much about um, like where he went to school and all that kind of stuff. I think he lives a pretty quiet life, which makes perfect sense. Sorry. Allergy season is here. Um, so Alex and his family, most famously, um, they are the owners and caretakers, and Alex grew up at this famous house called Ugbrook House. So I'm going to say Ugg, like U G G, U G Brook. U G. So I just sent you the picture of it. So Ugbrook, oh, okay. it's a famous estate, obviously. Um, so Ugbrook House is a 900 year old estate in Devon, and it has been part of the Clifford family for 400 years. And Holy the, moly. Yes. And so the owners of Ugbrook House have held their title of Baron since 1672. Um, you guys, this house is gigantic. It's it like a castle. It looks like Downton Abbey. Yeah. And I would assume that he's used to being on a farm and ranch because is that like 8 million sheep on the lawn? Could be. I mean, they, I mean, also they look like sheep to me. They also have caretakers and whatnot. Wow. No wonder Fabian's jealous of him. Yeah. And also how sweet is it to know how like nice Alexander is compared to the yeah. rest of them? Like 1672. That's how long his family's been the shit. Okay. All right, Fabian. Cool. <laughs> um, so now this house is actually a venue and an estate that you can tour as the public. So 
the quote from their website, which you can go to, says, "Beautifully, a beautiful stately home with landscaped gardens in Devon, England, boutique wedding and function venue open to the public July to September. Now, don't we know from Ladies of London that when you do things like that and open up the house to tours and weddings, it's because you're broke, right? Like you need money to, for upkeep. Could be. Wasn't that the whole thing on Ladies of London? Like one of them was going to have to open the family home up to things like that. And they were torn about it. And so I feel I, like that was one of the plot. You're going to yell at me. I didn't watch that. <laughs> um, You should fuck right off right now. God damn that that had more than one season. Cause that would have been so good to do. Cause ladies of London is so good. But yeah. in one of them, um, the, the husband's estate, like they were going to have to do that because they needed money. And so to keep it up, they couldn't afford to keep it up on their own. So that could be part of it. I think it is also, a sign of sort of like goodwill to your local community too, to not be like so snobby that you keep your house private. There is like a Downton Abbey vibe there. Like I'm sure you didn't, you didn't watch Downton Abbey, right? No. Okay. So they don't open their house, but they throw a lot of like events there and things for the village, you know, to be like, you know, the wealthy landowners who welcome people. So I think there's part of that tradition too. It's probably a little bit of both. Um, but the fact that they also throw weddings and things like that there means that they don't mind the cash. Yeah. Um, so, but like I said, I couldn't find much else about Alex's upbringing, but there, um, there is a Daily Mail article about Alexander because in 2012, he met this lovely Australian woman while they were both at the Melbourne Cup in Australia. Uh, and they started dating and she didn't know that he was an English lord until they were already dating. And she saw him in a magazine with his father in front of his estate. Oh, wow. So the Daily Mail has this sort of charming article about how Caitlin Blake Lane is her name. Um, basically, like had this fairy tale ending where she like fell in love with a lord and didn't know that. Which is, again, very Alex and very sweet. Um, so they went on several dates, they fell in love, they got engaged a year later, and then she moved to England a year after that. Um, and as of 2015, July 1st, 2015, to be exact, I'm not sure what the significance of the date is, Alexander became the official host of the estate. Oh, okay. So his dad retired. Yes. And Caitlin is the hostess, even though at the time they weren't married, but they are, they are now. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. And so then the last cool tidbit I found, the most recent piece was that um, there was this blog I found that someone wrote about the best places to go shooting in England. Like this is the most royal and English thing I've ever read in my <laughs> life. Um, and Uggbrook was listed amongst one of the best places to stay when you go shooting. And I thought this was a good note to end Alexander's profile on. So this is from the blog post. Set in the stunning backdrop of the historic grounds of Uggbrook in the serene Devon Valley, this shoot is personally looked after by the Honorable Alexander Clifford, the son of the 14th Baron Clifford of Chudley. Nominated by the field as the, quote, kindest host, Alexander and his fiance, Dr. Caitlin Blake Lane, welcome you into their home, the family seat, for more than 400 years. From your arrival, you will be treated to a pre-shoot drink by their butler, Michael, and hosted to a black tie dinner in Ugbrook's grand dining room before retiring to bed. Lovely. Right? Hip, hip, cheerio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's all on brand for Alexander and the fact that he just, like, 
took over for his dad and has this lovely existence in Devon with a pretty wife. I like it. I love it. Yeah. It's a nice note to end on, I think. It is. Yeah. And after a few weeks ago when Fabian was screaming at him that like he ain't shit, it's satisfying. It is. Well, again, it's because stupid Fabian is crazy jealous because you can't buy a title. I mean, I guess you can theoretically. Lord Disick did it, but still. God, did he actually buy that? Yeah, you and I could do it. It's in Ireland. It's like $10. Well, I... <laughs> not the kind that happened in 1672. No, 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 no. I'm saying, but like Scott Disick, like that's what he, I mean, you just pay some money and it's, I think it's through Ireland. It's not through England, but whatever. What a dumbass. I can't with that. Um, so that's it. Let's, let's dive into this final, this final battle okay, drive. So, yeah, our big finale. And that's just the name of the episode, right? Is finale? They really finale. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <just> said finale. <laughs> they couldn't do any better. They couldn't even call it the parade. You know, nothing like that. Um, okay, so we wake up and we are at Sleepy Han, um, and we are pretty close to Steamboat Springs. And the group decides who are going to be the captains for the last time. So Alexander, the Honorable Alexander, is chosen pretty much out of pity because his team feels bad that they kept their mouth shuts while Fabian was berating him in front of everyone. And then the other team picks Fabian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And Noah is like, yeah, Fabian's doing the best. What the hell happened to Noah? What Kool-Aid did he drink? I don't. I mean, I'm assuming that this was just edited I mean, Fabian's obviously a monster, but they must have edited everything out of him being a decent human being for even five seconds. Because otherwise, the, none of this makes sense. Like, why any of them would like him. I don't. I even put in my notes, like, when Fabian was talking about when his interview, when he said, oh, like, everything I did was for entertainment purposes, and I hope I didn't come across as an asshole, or I'm paraphrasing, he said something like that. But I wrote in my notes, like, why are all these people so scared of Fabian? Like, why are they so beholden to him? I don't get it. So I feel like stuff must have happened that was cut out. I mean, they must have just only showed us when Fabian was being a complete monster and no other footage of him being normal ever. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense otherwise. No. And then Alex, you see Alex have a chat with Joshua about the influence that Fabian has over the group. And it's like, yeah, why? Yeah, he can't have that from being an asshole. He has to have that from winning people over with something. Yeah. Uh, who? Maybe he did helicopter in some stuff that we don't know about. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Well, he did order them dominoes, allegedly. So. Right. Um, so then we get like a riding montage. And then, in my opinion, the fakest thing that's ever happened on this show happens. And literally, what in the Oregon Trail hell? <laughs> a wagon wheel comes off. And they, the like of the wagon that like carries all their stuff, like the tents and stuff. And it is just like the, it was the funniest, fakest thing to me. Well, and also, why are you using a 120 year old wagon? Like, give like, fuck that. Like, I'm sure they do not use that wagon normally. I'm sure no. it's just decorative. No, they probably use like a huge flatbed or like a tractor to pull their stuff. Yeah, I don't, this was really dumb. Like, it, really, really. Dumb. I literally I wanted like the editors to put up a thing that's like <laughs> your axle broke you're dead <laughs> um so now they're behind one whole day because they have to find the piece to fix the wagon and 
what about the parade? Oh my God. And they send Noah and Alex, who are the best riders, back all the way back to the ranch to get a part from Wayne. Um, and Joshua says, like, they ask how long it would take to go back to the ranch and then back to the campsite. And he's like, you can make it by sundown if you're lucky. And we find out that it takes four hours, all told. So two hours each way. Yeah, and I feel like someone from the ranch, they could have radioed or called them and they could have brought it on like an ATV and I bet 20 minutes. Yes. Yeah. Also, so they were able to do that ride in two hours, but we've been moving the cattle for what, like 12 days? Three weeks. Yeah. I Well, that's what I told you in the new iteration of the show. They do the same cattle drive. I mean, not for pioneer days or whatever the fuck but it's one <laughs> afternoon i shouldn't have taken a sip of water while frank was talking <laughs> yeah it's just like it doesn't it didn't make sense i was just like oh oh that's how close to camp we are okay yeah i mean i'm telling you in the other show it was half an afternoon if that like <laughs> this, yeah. is, this did not need to take three weeks at no, all no um and then we get this like confessional from Alex about how he's just really not sure where his where his head is romantically and I'm sure they just edited that in there for this final episode and like things that happen later but I was like oh god I don't I don't want to think about what's happening in your head romantically I don't want to know um but then once they get back to the campsite with the part and you're you're not going to believe this guys they fix the wagon in about five minutes yeah if that they, it takes five people to hoist up like the wagon and then they put the wheel back on and basically they're putting like a wing nut back on this 120 year old wagon. Also, I loved it. I forgot my other favorite part of this broken wagon was that apparently they didn't notice when they were pulling it. He's like, the wagon seemed to be listing. And then we realized the whole wheel had fallen. Fuck you, man. It wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> the wheel fell off. It would just tip over or sit there. Yeah. You can't drag a three-wheeled wagon. Like, that wouldn't work. I I don't know. And I actually jumped ahead. They fixed the wagon the morning after, but whatever. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> that was the other thing that made no sense. Why are you waiting till the next morning? They're like, oh, we're going to get up at 6 a.m. and fix the wagon. Like, it, fix it now. Like, what What the fuck? Why, why wait until the morning to do it? It also wasn't dark when they got back. And they have, like, lanterns and stuff. It wasn't that complicated. And honestly, even if it was dark, I think I could screw a wing nut onto a wagon wheel. I, it's not, I mean, it was not complicated wagon surgery. No. <laughs> honestly, Joshua probably had the original wing nut in his pocket. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but in a sweet part of the episode, the night before they fix the wagon, um, they all get sort of like video postcards from like friends and family, um, encouraging them, congratulating them, whatever. Um, so George hears from his family, Courtney hears from her best friends who say, we hope you're not hooking up with too many boys, LOL. And they tell her to take a shower before she sees them. Um, we see Alexander's dad, the, you know, the Baron of Chudley, um, Pat Benatar and what's his name? Neil Gerardo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they make a joke about, they have no idea how Haley is surviving without her hairdryer newsflash. She's not, she has yeah. one. <laughs> um, 
And now Haley apparently says she loves all the things she's learned. Okay. News to me. Well, I was also a little surprised in her montage. Um, I was, I actually was like, oh, she did do a lot. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I mean, it, we've, it, we've, it made it seem, and the show has made it seem like they're all lazy. They do nothing, but then it's just montage where she like had her hand up a cow's ass and she helped birth the cow and she did learn to put a saddle on a horse and she did learn how to, I mean, so they did learn some stuff. Yeah. Um, I had um, some issue with, uh, well, first of all, we need to talk about the fact that these video postcards were on VHS cassette tapes. Yes. This was yeah. only like 15, 16 years ago. Like they had CD, like, I mean, DVDs. I don't, like, I was a little surprised when they whipped out the um, video cassette player and popped in the tape, but whatever. Um, I took umbrage with the fact um, that George said, uh, a man's, my father taught me that a man's duty is to carry the weight of the world on his shoulders. What? Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong answer. Like that's no, that's not anybody's duty. That sounds terrible. That sounds I, absolutely horrible. It does. Um, I loved that we got to see um, Chris Jenner and Caitlyn Jenner in her old iteration. Let's talk and, about those shoes. I was getting to those. Oh, the $500 clogs from Neiman's. Yes. They were very of the time. Oh, God. So they hold up the fact, they point out that Courtney ordered a pair of Dior clogs, which she tells the group she wanted for the trip, which is just perfect. Um, and I don't, yeah, they are of the time, I guess. They were just, they look And rough. I could see her, like, thought process. They looked a little Western-y. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but... Um, the huge takeaway of this, and I don't think you probably picked up on it. Um, did you see Shanana's hat? No. So Shanana had, I think she was wearing Alex's hat. You know, the one that he always, that had the money in it where you could like put stuff, like change what the hat says. Okay. And she was wearing a base, that ba I think that baseball hat, but a baseball hat. And in the place where you'd put the money, she had written and it said top that which was, I'm sure, a nod to Noah because that's his scene and song from Teen Witch. I actually did notice that she, her hat said something and I just didn't make out what it was. Top that. So, but I'm really annoyed that no one mentioned it or brought it up. I mean, like, that has to be a nod to Noah. Like, it has to be. It can't not be. Yeah. That's a personal attack against you to not explain yeah. it. I, um, I, was, I was angered. <laughs> yeah. So we see Fabian's little sister who says, I hope you're, um, try not to complain too much. And um, Noah's writing partner tells him don't direct too many people. Also very funny. Brittany's mom um, says the papers have been quiet without you. Uh, you wish. <laughs> yeah. Brittany wasn't that popular. Let's, let's take a beat. And I also... Um... I don't know. I just thought the whole thing was good. She's like, I hope you're finding cute cowboys and I hope you found one for me. I'm like, oh, get it. We get it. Like your mother-daughter sluts together. Like what? Just calm down. Yeah. Um, and then we see the tape from Shauna Na's family and her parents are really sweet. <laughs> Shauna cries and I totally get why. They're just, yeah. they just seem like really nice parents. And her mom is I very pretty. And yeah. I think that's why she's so normal. Yeah. Um, and then they try and hit us with a twist in that Ugh. i know fuck I, this fuck this yes okay so then the last tape that we see is alex's tape and it's 
surprise. And the woman says, remember your wife? Question mark. Yeah. And then she says, um, and like, no one misses you more than your son. And even I was like, huh? And then she holds up a cat and his name is Mr. Peanut. And of course, when this was originally aired, because it actually happened on the app that I was watching it on, they she says your son, and then it cuts to commercial. And then they come back and she holds up the fucking cat. Yeah. And so this is where we find out that they've been separated for a year. And he says that this is the one person he wanted to hear from. But in the tape, she says, I'm sure you're charming the pants off all the ladies. That is gross to say to your ex-husband or whatever the hell you are. Weird. Well, he repeatedly has said that they're like best friends. So I have a feeling that they probably got together very young. Um, I'm guessing that they grew apart and maybe are just still good on a friendship-ish level. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, clearly. <laughs> um, so the next day, obviously they fixed the wagon. We've already covered the fucking wagon. Um, and they ride to, what's it called? Um, is it Wolf, Wolf Run? Run? Wolf Run. Here's my issue with the morning though. So when they, okay. when the, when the wagon wheel uh, baroque in air quotes, <laughs> they talked about, oh, we're not going to make it to the next camp. We have to stay here. There are no bathrooms. There are no showers. Yeah. And everyone starts freaking out and they're like, what do we do? What do we do? And he's like, well, it's nature. Like go in nature. They lose their minds. We never fucking hear about it again. Like yeah. in the morning, they never be like, oh my God, I had to go pee in a bush or take a shit behind a rock or whatever the fuck like i don't think any of that was true either nope they would be losing their i would be losing my mind if i had to go to the bathroom like just near everybody on the side of a hill yeah no they don't mention it no um and they make it to the camp and it's not a big deal like i feel like from where the wagon wheel air quotes broke to the ranch they could probably like see it they said three miles they said it was three miles oh my god okay yep yeah so usually 45 minute walk. <laughs> yes. Um, so they get there and Joshua and Jared do tell them that the last night of a cattle drive, you celebrate. It's just a tradition. You know, you get a little lit. Um, so they have a fully stocked bar um, and there are some people from the ranch there and it's a party. Oh, wait, <laughs> we're missing some stuff first that happened on the way. This is when Joshua went clinically insane oh. and had like had it because the whole crew they were talking about what they were going to do afterwards a bunch of people were going to do the hamptons they were talking about and joshua loses his mind like yes, cannot like loses his fucking mind and is like hamptons 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 all they care about are their flights like, it makes i don't i have no idea why this has pushed him right over the edge but it has pushed him right over the edge hey i do have a note that says he got really mad that shanana said it's going to be great to get served again Yes. And he says, I'll serve you a knuckle sandwich. Yeah. Um, part of the reason I didn't take notes on it is because I was very ready to watch them never drive cattle again. Uh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. It says um, more yelling, comma. That's what my note says. <laughs> but, I, but it was specifically Joshua. And I don't think I've ever seen him as riled up in the history of this entire show. And it was just strange to me that this is what, like the Hamptons specifically, is what pushed him right over the edge. It really did. Yeah. But then we get to the fully stocked bar. And actually Fabian made me laugh because he said, you know, we have a fully stocked bar. It's very nice. It's anything you could imagine that has a plastic cork. 
<laughs> well, also, I think they were drinking pina coladas. They were drinking margaritas. <laughs> oh, was it margaritas? Like, I thought yeah. it was pina coladas, but I'm like, what is going on right now? No, they they were all, they could not wait for a margarita. They kept talking about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then um, the two Courtney's talk about how their manicurist is going to throw them out of the salon. And then they compare whose nails are dirtier. Um, and I think Courtney's nails were dirtier and good for her. Cause that means she did more work than Courtney. I think she did do more work than Courtney. Yep. I think that's the official, the, the official marker. Now we know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then some local cowgirls show up and I don't know. The, the girls are not the most welcoming to them, but also who cares? It's like their last night in Colorado. And I, I also had a thought about this, not about really about the show, but about the terminology like cowgirl and cowboy. I was really thinking about it when they said it. I don't understand why they're not horse boys and horse girls. I know. Because they're not they, riding the cows. Right. They're named after what they heard, not what they ride. Yeah. I'd rather be like a horse boy than a cowboy, but that's just me. I mean, put that on your dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> Horse boy, Frank. Um, <laughs> that might that might do well for you this summer. I don't know. It, it, very well. It, it's worth a try. Um, so then we see Amanda from the rodeo, Alex's blonde lady. Um, and then there's another blonde there whose name we later learn is Carolyn. Um, and, and I loved what Haley said about this. What did she say? Um, when she was talking about Alex and all his women and she's like, what are we on eliminate? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, I like, I actually liked what Fabian says about it later because basically what Alex is doing is he's like dancing and like canoodling for lack of a better word with both blonde girls. And one of whom is Jared's cousin. Yes. And Fabian is like drunk. All Fabian's drunk already. And he stays yeah. drunk through the parade. Like for the rest of the episode, Fabian is not sober. And he and Joshua actually, once they have a couple drinks, they get along just great. And they're laughing at Alex from like across the campfire, flirting with these two girls. And Fabian goes, it's not like we've been in prison. <laughs> Well, also the other thing they were laughing about, and you can explain it because I didn't understand it. Why did they say summer teeth? My note says summer teeth question mark. I don't know what, what that me meant. Too. What does it mean? And I even put the captions on it. It said summer teeth and Joshua and Fabian thought it was hilarious. And I have no idea what it's in reference to. I don't either. And I did. I thought it was maybe about this girl, Carolyn's teeth. But then when you see her up close, like her teeth are fine like they're not yeah. super messed up and i don't think they'd make fun of the girls like it was definitely making fun of alex somehow but i could not figure out like what it meant i me either i don't know what that meant well if any of you out there know what summer teeth means let us know because we have no idea right um so then so alex is he wants to go to a bar with carolyn like he leaves the party with all of his comrades to go party with this girl and there's after a making out with both women yes um and there's a very strong reaction from the group that what he's doing is you know like wrong like everyone's just obsessing over it and staring at it um and so we get a funny aside of courtney kardashian courtney and is it George sitting inside? Yes. Yeah. And Courtney Kardashian talks about how she talked to Carolyn and how she lived in LA for a while and says that she lived under a freeway 
And there was a homeless man outside her door and she went on and on about it. And then it's like Courtney that says, but did she have a door if she lived under a bridge? Yeah, no, Courtney said the whole thing. Like she goes, she goes on and on about living under the freeway and under a bridge. And then she's like, did she even have a door? It was very weird, but yeah, but it was funny. Cause they're just, they're not sober and they just like, I don't know. Um, so then we see Carolyn and Alex at this bar and it's just, I don't know. It was like a flashback of my early twenties, you know, like the, the drunken flirting, like the, you're just a player and I don't care and blah, blah, blah. It's just, you know, you, we all know. We, we- well, and Sean and I said something very strange that I actually, and they, they captioned it. So I freeze framed it and wrote down word for word. She says, talking about Alex, he has an onstage girlfriend, a wife, a mistress and a girlfriend in LA. Oh yeah, he does. He does? Like, he has a mistress and a girlfriend? Like, I mean, that's a lot. I and think she, she was what referring... What differentiates a mistress from a girlfriend? Well, I think Carolyn, this new girl, was the mistress. And he did say there was someone back in LA. And I think that did mean someone other than his wife. Okay. What's the onstage girlfriend? Fuck it. Oh, uh, Courtney from... Semmel. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um. So... The thing that I liked about this, like one-on-one at the bar with this girl, Carolyn, she says, she's like, I don't know. He's okay. And then she looks at the camera and goes, I'll probably forget about him tomorrow. I wrote my notes that Carolyn is the goat of the entire episode. She like wrote, I was living for her. She is. Yeah. Um, so Alex gets back to the ranch at 2.19 in the morning and Courtney mm-hmm. Semmel immediately pulls him aside and wants to let him know that his behavior like wasn't cool but then tells him also that he has nothing to apologize for at the same time. It's very weird. Well, the other thing that I thought was weird are there are a fuck ton of rando townies at the ranch, men and women. They only talked about the women, but they didn't talk about, there's a bunch of townie guys that Fabian is actually like perfectly pleasantly hanging out with and drinking and like not being a dick to them and not talking down to them. And that's why I think there must've been a lot of moments where Fabian was being normal that we did not get to see. Yeah. And the fact that he and Joshua were sitting next to each other at the fire, like cheersing drinks and laughing, where has that been? Yeah. And I mean, cause if he really acts all the time, the way the show has led us to believe with these townies, he would have been like, get away from me, peasant. Like, how dare you speak to me? You and your grass hut where you piss on a tree. I mean, like he wouldn't have been having it at all. And they're laughing and joking. Everything's fine. He also may have been in a great mood one, because he was drinking and two, because it was the last night he had to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But also we have seen him be a complete monster when he's drinking. So the drinking doesn't necessarily assure that he'd be in a good mood. That's true. Um, So then uh, um, George and Noah decided to sleep outside under the stars. And they're like annoyed that the party's still going on. It's like, well, I could have told you that. (laughs) Yeah. I also, I I loved what Courtney said during all of this stuff with, um, with Alex. She said, uh, she says, I'm not going to be that girl. I'll never be that girl. No, you won't Courtney, because you will literally be on top of a girl. Right. Yeah. I, I, and we haven't heard about her and Alex in like four episodes. Like this has not been a thing for a minute. No. Yeah. Um, so then it's a 6.30 a.m. wake-up call because the parade starts promptly at 9, I guess, and it's going to take them 
two and a half hours to get the cattle there, I guess. But does, did they ever say the parade starts at nine? I don't know. We got a lot of timestamp with like 857, 9, 9.20, 9.00, whatever. But not once did anyone say they were late. I know. Not once. I know. That was never mentioned. So I don't know if it did start at 9. I. The whole thing is just to try and make the episode more exciting, obviously. The so other that- thing that's staged as fuck is that when they go to get Noah and George up, the fire is roaring. Who kept that fire going? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but Fabian wakes up still drunk, which I found entertaining. No, he actually. never went to sleep. Oh, that's right. He never went to sleep. He never went to sleep. Yeah, I actually found that entertaining. I feel like that was almost the way to do it. I want to know where he found Blow in like the yeah, middle of nowhere, Colorado. Yeah, I, w- I was never good at the all-nighter. Never wanted to be, but wow. Um, so then the girls are getting ready like... I think they're finally realizing that other people are going to see them or like, they're just taking an extra long time to get ready. And Brittany is wearing the most like of the time look ever. She's wearing like a pink silk slip dress, but over jeans. And she Uh won't shut up about the fact that she has a gut. I have a gut. I have a gut. I have a gut. Look, I have a gut. I have a gut. I have a gut. It's here. It's a gut. Like it was so annoying. It was so annoying. And you could tell that, yeah, she probably, she got drunk the night before and she's been eating ranch food and she's probably not quite as thin as she was 13 days ago, but it also is probably what, like two pounds, you know, and shit like that happens after you drink. Sorry. And you can tell that the other girls are like looking right at her stomach, but lying to her. Like Courtney Kardashian looks her up and down and then hesitates and goes, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it was very annoying. And then Haley is, she is just that person. She's the one who can't get ready to save her damn life. Which the other thing was interesting about that is they, the edit, the episode was edited to make it look like she was super late, like super duper late, but they make no mention of it. No, no mention of it. No one's like, Oh, where's Haley? What the fuck? We're going to leave her. Like none of that occurred. It was really weird. I know. And then when they tried to zoom out and show her as the only person in the barn, I swear I was like digging around. I was like, she's not the only person left in there. Yeah. I know. When all their stuff was still in there. I know, whatever. I know. Um, so then, you know, they ride into town with the cattle and they, they talk it up in a big way that like the reputation of this ranch is at stake. And this ranch has been around for 20 years. It's like, Yes, that is impressive, but also 20 years. Like, that's not that long. Like, let's calm down, everybody. <laughs> so they ride. There's more yelling. And then everybody's getting into their feet. Don't forget poor Shanana got stepped on by a horse. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yes. She gets stepped on in the foot. It looked very painful. And she hulks out on the horse. She does. Yeah. Yeah. And she like, she says something to the horse directly too. Like, why'd you do that today? Or something. Oh yeah. She's like, I can't believe you. How could you do this to me? Like she yeah. took it very personally. She did. <laughs> um, so they ride into town, a cow goes rogue, drunk Fabian gets it. And they ride through town. And then Joshua actually looks at Fabian and says like, Hey Fabian, stay out of the movie theater, which I thought was very funny. Yeah. Um, and then Shauna cries just because she's kind of like, she says, I get sad when things come to an end. Courtney Kardashian says she's getting sad because they won't be sleeping next to each other and trying on each other's clothes. That's what she's going to I thought miss. that was weird, but okay. Yep. George says he's really going to miss the friends he's made. 
Brittany's really impressed with herself. You know, everybody's just got a nice positive outlook to, to tie this up. Um, and then it ends with them um, talking to the two charities that they worked with or raised money for rather. Um, and so we basically just see them interact with like all the little kids and their parents, kind of the way they did in the very first episode, but a little more jovial. And at first I was really not traumatized, but annoyed and shocked that they were like going to let Fabian present the check. But then I remembered that he was the cattle boss. So they let the cattle bosses do it because Fabian presents the check and Alexander presents the check. But at first I was like, wait a minute, he was the biggest annoying dick. Why are they giving him the satisfaction of presenting the check? But he was the cattle boss for the day. So yep. or team captain. Yep. And that's where we end that. I mean, I don't have any more notes. Uh, my only notes is that Noah was very moved and that Courtenay decided that all of her tantrums were worth it. She said she learned to laugh at herself. Yeah. Well, we learned to laugh at her. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we sure did. <laughs> uh, so that's a wrap on Filthy Rich Cattle Drive. If any of you would like to watch an addendum to this, you can definitely watch um, Ranch Rules, uh, which I did when, that aired recently. Um, it was kind of a fun, nostalgic look at some of the ranch hands that are still on the ranch. And uh, it was a lot more lighthearted than this show was. I might do it. I would say. And um, we, our next episode, um, we ha haven't quite announced our schedule yet and what we're going to be covering, but we're going to be doing a special addendum episode where we're just going to cover some random stuff and just chat and have a good time. So feel free yeah. to join in and join us. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at FranklyMareB at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>